Welcome into the latest edition of the Down the Road podcast covering your Lakeland Magic. I am Nick Grunowitz, the voice of your Lakeland Magic. Appreciate you joining me on another episode here. Now, if this is the first one that you're listening to, please make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we've had quite a few episodes that have aired uh, during this summer. Troy Copain, John Petroselli, Anthony Parker, the Magic GM, Stan Heath. We've spoken to him uh, and talked to NBA G League President Sharif Abdul-Rahim in our last uh, podcast episode. But on today's pod, we have a great conversation set up with former Lakeland Magic player Kem Birch, who is now the backup center for the Orlando Magic. Kem played 21 games with the Lakeland Magic in the inaugural season, the 2017-2018 season, re-signed with the contract with the Orlando Magic, uh, and has played right around 50 games the last two years, of course, this being a shortened season with the Orlando Magic. And, of course, Kem is now getting ready for the restart of the 2020 NBA season. So without any further delay, what do you say we get to that conversation? One of my favorite guys to put on a Lakeland uniform, Kem Birch. I've been looking forward to this interview for quite some time. I don't think he knows this, but I am the unofficial president of the Kem Birch fan club as he was uh, one of the first guys that we had on the uh, inaugural Lakeland Magic team for the 2017-2018 season. Kem, I really do appreciate the time. Uh, thank you. And, and how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. Um, let me let me start with the NBA season. Uh, are are you excited? What what are you feeling as as now we're kind of starting to get some details and and get a feeling for the rollout of the the restart of the NBA season? Um, I'm getting ready for the season right now. Uh, working out every day, twice a day, and trying to get my body in shape. That's great. That's great. Uh, how, how have you been doing the last the, the last three months? I mean, the COVID-19 pandemic kind of uh, it interrupted the season, interrupted a lot of people's lives. Um, what what have you been up to while things have been shut down here? At first, I was just uh, a lot of family time. But once I got the, you know, the, the news that the end of the season was coming back, you know, I started running and started working out. Yeah, I saw your Instagram post. Uh, was it a couple of weeks ago? Uh, with you, I think it was in the Bane mask is what it was when they announced that the facility was going to reopen again. What were the at-home workouts like for you, Kem, as uh, you waited for a facility to to reopen? Uh, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, no, no, 100 push-ups, 100 squats, 100 crunches, and uh, I'm, I'm just running outside. Okay. All right. So you, you you getting what what's the what's the distance that you're running outside? You, you've been able to knock down the mile time at all? Yeah, I usually do three miles. Okay. But at the end of the week, I just do two. Okay. It's warmed up a little bit now. I, I, I ended up in the same situation as you. I started doing the outdoor workouts and the at-home workouts. Uh, the problem is it's gotten so hot out now that you you have to run less distance. But the three to four miles is, uh, I mean, that's like a game for you, right? I mean, you get up and down the floor. Um, That 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 definitely that definitely works. Uh, Kim, let me... uh. Let me talk to you a little bit about the facility. I know that it's reopened uh, in terms of voluntary workouts. Uh, I, I'm sure you have gotten in there. What is, what's it been? How has things been different? What's it been like being in the team facility as they've kind of changed the way that, that guys are working out during the pandemic here? The only, the only difference is uh, there's only two guys at a time, and the coaches have to uh, you know, wear masks and gloves, and there's no rebounders, so it's just you and the coach. That's the only difference. So, so it's, it's much more peaceful. 
It's much more peaceful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you have you been able to, to to see any teammates in there? Have you seen other guys in there working out? Yeah, I've seen um, DJ, seen T. Ross, Mo, um, Melvin, Vooch. Those are the guys I've seen so far. Nice, nice, and and and. Um, have they uh, are, are do they sound just as optimistic? I guess just as as excited about the resumption of the season. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, all, all those guys again. They're working. Uh, we're, we're in there every day, so it's great to see those guys. Awesome. Let, let, let's get to the resumption of the season here. Uh, Twenty-two team format, Kem. Um, eight regular season games. A potential play-in game. What are your? I mean, we're we're kind of all learning about this together um, because of how quickly all the details are coming out. But what are what are your thoughts just on on the plan of the return? Do you, do you like the format? Do you, do you like how this is this is being rolled out? I think it's fair. Um, I don't think I don't have no issue with it. And I, I no, so there's some teams like I mean, I'm we're on the east, so I think it's a lot more easier than being on the east a seed in the west. You know, they have like I think they're competing with four teams over there. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, many made the case to me uh, when the details came out last week, Kim, about. You know, the Orlando Magic, they're at a disadvantage with the new format because you have that five-and-a-half game lead on the Washington Wizards, and the Wizards just need to really make up a game-and-a-half to force a play-in game. But you see it as fair for the team. I mean, I, I do think it's fair. I think you have eight games. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I'm already five games ahead, so I don't think, I think if we don't make it, it's all on it's us. I don't think we have anybody else to blame besides us. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And and you you've been in that team facility. I know you said you've you've, you've seen Vooch and you've seen DJ and 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 Melvin and some of those guys. Um, how how have those guys sounded in terms of of their confidence in this team? Do do you do they think that they can be a threat? Kind of the resumption of the season because it's almost kind of it's almost like a brand new year. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think the one thing we talked about is basically um, going into. Usually, so generally, when you come into a season, a lot of teams win just off being in shape more than other teams. So I feel like that's that's the type of talk we've had, just coming in in shape, because you know we can win a lot of games just like that, not off skill or anything, just being in peak shape, in peak shape more than other teams. I've had some conversations about this, and 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 you're a big part of the defense for this team, Kem. Uh, coming in off the bench, being you know that energy guy, and and being that force in the middle, that shot blocker. Uh, I think that defensive teams are going to have an advantage because of some rust, and I think the rust is going to affect offense more than defense. The Magic are a defensive-minded team. That's what Steve Clifford demands of you guys. What do you think about that? Do you think the teams that are kind of defense first may have a little bit of an advantage early in the resumption of the season? I never really thought of it like that, but I think I actually agree with you. Um, you're right. A lot of teams are going to be rusty, uh, especially with chemistry and all that. But you know, I think Cliff's going to implement more defense as we come by, and it's going to help. Kem Birch is joining us here on the Down the Road podcast, talking about uh, your Lakeland Magic. Kem was with the inaugural team, the 2017-2018 Lakeland Magic team. Uh, let's let's get to a little bit more about the resumption of the season. We'll get to some of your time with Lakeland here, Kem. Uh, the the campus environment, the the bubble at Walt Disney World, whatever whatever you really want to refer to it as, um, it's been the topic of 
of many conversations for the last uh, two, three weeks or so as we've waited for more details on the resumption of the season for the Orlando Magic. Uh, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski actually reported today as we're taping this here, some players are kind of feeling a little hesitant about restarting the season inside of the bubble. Um, a potential is seven weeks before family members could, you know, be with the players. What what are your what are your thoughts on going in and playing the season in a bubble? Are you are you hesitant? What are your feelings on it? I'm kind of excited, but I don't look at it as like that. I just look at it as like a sacrifice of anything, just just for the league in general. Um, I feel like if we don't play, that can affect the league in the future. So I'm not, I'm not only playing for us. I think it's good to, that we're doing this for the for the future of the league, not just now. And and what about what about some players, Kai? Because I think this is going to happen. Uh, there are going to be some players that decide that that they don't want to come and play. And and I, I saw some reports today that you know those guys are are going to not be disciplined by the league, nor do I think that they should be. But what what are you what are your thoughts on some players that may say you know what this is not the time now to either be focusing on basketball with what's going on in our country or you know I have some underlying condition. Um, do you think players should have the option to say hey I I appreciate the season resuming but I'm I'm going to sit this one out. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, there is, there is a pandemic. Also, there's protests going on. So, and a lot of guys' minds are still probably not on, on basketball right now. So you can't blame those guys. But there's also guys who actually want to play. So you can't fault either. You know, other group of guys, they don't want to come, they don't want to come, but guys who want to play should, you know, just come and play. Yeah, you're right. You, you mentioned not just the pandemic, but what's going on in our country here, um, you know, over the last few weeks. Um, I, I did want to ask you a little bit about that, Kem, I, with whatever you're comfortable about talking about, uh, you know, the social unrest, the protesting. We saw that here in Orlando over the last couple of weeks. I spoke with Michael Carter-Williams, one of your teammates, who actually marched in a few of the protests um, after the murder of George Floyd. What are your thoughts on everything that's that's going on now? And I know some players are going to use the resumption of the season as, as a platform to speak out against social injustice, as they should. What are your thoughts on everything that's going on right now? I feel like the, it's, it's, a good, it's really good. Um, you know, everyone's showing that they care about what's going on right now. And uh, like you said, if you want to you want to use your platform, you can. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are fed up and angry. And, then, you know, I, I, I haven't been protesting, but I really support what they're doing. Uh, just because, you know, you can't really... A lot of people have their emotions bottled up for so long, and now they're really expressing it. So, and that's the result you get right now, and that's people protesting and doing all that type of stuff. Yeah, people are really angry. They're really hurt right now. Um, you, you've been talking with some teammates. Have, have you had conversation with teammates? Has there been any talk about maybe what might happen once the season resumes? And we had Alex Martins on on our radio show last week, and he said that the NBA is planning to really use that as a an opportunity to to speak out. Um, have, have you and teammates talked about anything that you guys are considering doing when the season starts again? Unfortunately, not really, just because you know I don't. You know, we're not allowed to be in the gym at the same time. Mm-hmm. Competition is really short, so I haven't really talked to anybody about it. Okay, understandable, and we're a long way off from that. I do know that the NBA is going to make that a priority, and and you guys are going to be here in Orlando. Um, you know, depending on how long teams make it, you know, inside of the bubble for for quite a while with the finals maybe finishing on on October 12th um let me take you back to to some more of the trivial things and of course that's basketball at a time like this but it's also something that I think that people are are looking forward to using as a, as an escape from everything um you 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 look at um 
you you look at the resumption of the season here, Kem. Uh, it is going to happen here in Orlando. You play for the Orlando Magic. Is there a home court advantage? Is there kind of any? Is there an advantage for you guys here when it comes to that? Just because at the very least you're not going to get on a plane and have to travel to Central Florida. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Um, by the time we play games, I think every team is going to be settled in already. So we don't necessarily have an advantage. Um, also, we, I probably. I don't think we're, we're able to see our own family. So. I don't see the advantage there. We're all playing at a neutral site, even though it's in the same city. I've never been to Disney, so even though we're all in the same city, it doesn't mean that there's an advantage. There's not going to be any fans or anything, any advantages for us. So, so you've never you've never been to Disney. No. This is going so the bubble the bubble experience is going to be your first experience at Disney. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, it's a little. It's a little different normally for everybody, but that's 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 interesting. Um, okay, because I was going to ask you what your favorite Disney ride is. So you've never been to Disney. That's that's a question I don't have to ask. Yeah, the Mummy. No, I'm just joking. The Mummy. I see. Like now, you're a universal. Have you been to Universal? That's what Wesley Wonder said that. Oh, okay. So I'm just. I was just joking. Okay. Okay. Uh, Cam, let me. Let me ask you this. I, I, I want to take you back to the summer of 2017, um, back through some of your history here with the Orlando Magic, uh, because it's, it's been fun watching you grow and watching you uh, take, you know, take advantage of the opportunities with Orlando. Um, summer of 2017, you just got done playing a season in Greece uh, for Olympiacos. How, how did the Magic go about, I guess, kind of finding you, contacting you? How did the opportunity with Orlando come about? I just heard... Uh that um, they saw me because Jeff Weltman was with um, Toronto. So I did Toronto mini camp in the summertime, like in 2015. And apparently there, he saw me there. And then I had a really good season overseas prior to coming to Orlando. So they, uh, that's when they got me. Okay. You, and you, so you played the year for Olympiacos for a minute. I thought you played for Patino, but Patino was coaching a different team. Um, yeah. You had a second-year option on your contract there in Greece. The contract stuff is actually a little, a little, little interesting. Um, was it a tough decision for you at that point because you had had a very successful season in Greece to decide to come to Orlando, or was that a no-brainer for you? I think it was a no-brainer for me just because uh, my age and also the the year I had. You never know. You just never know what type of year you have for the second for my second year. So I just felt it was the right time. Like I said, for my age, and also you just never know. All right. Well, you you end up signing that summer with the Orlando Magic. You actually end up in Lakeland uh, for 21 games. Uh, Lakeland, they were in their inaugural season. They had moved from Erie to Polk County. What do you remember? I guess about that that inaugural season in Lakeland that first year. Is there something that sticks out to you uh, from that first season in Lakeland where you played 21 games? Uh, those long drives from Orlando to Lakeland, like an hour on the I four. Yeah, those are those. I do them too for all the home games, Kem. You had eight different assignments. I counted them up because I wanted to ask you. So eight long drives for you between Lakeland and Orlando. Uh, I, I'm always intrigued about players that deal with the multiple assignments where you're not in one place for a long time. Is there kind of like a yo-yo feeling where it's like, okay, I'm up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down. What was that like as you kind of were, were bouncing between the G League and, and the NBA? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't also assignments. It was just it was also practice. I had to go to practice mm-hmm. there. 
But there, I remember at one point, I didn't even think I was on the, the, the team, the actual team. I thought I was on the G League because I remember not even practicing with the, the big team. I remember just going to practice with the, the Lakeland team and then coming back home and not being assigned back to the team. So I just remember like telling myself, wow, I'm not even on the team yet. And that made me that put, a, put a chip on my shoulder that year. So Yeah, was it a little, was it a little frustrating for you? No, not really. Um, I understood the situation. Uh, they, had a really, they had a good guy. They had uh, Mo Spades. Um, and uh, Vooch, so it was, uh, you know, sometimes you have to know your place, you know your role, and that's what I did. I just used it as a place to develop myself. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about that because people see playing in the G League as kind of a a demotion, almost like in in they they look at the G League kind of like in Major League Baseball, right, where you have single A, double A, triple A, kind of in the minors, and while the G League is viewed as the minor league of of the NBA, uh, it does give players an opportunity to work on different parts of their game. I saw. Cody Martin, who's with the Charlotte Hornets, talk uh, today about how it gave him a chance to work on different parts of his game. Um, was, th- was there, you know, an experience or something that when you were with Lakeland that you were able to kind of work on that you think helped you take advantage of your NBA opportunities? I just feel like the, the rules uh, kind of just came from Europe where the three second, the, the court is smaller and there's no three seconds in the paint, so that helped me out. The speed a little bit. The speed not obviously not the same. Also, just uh, just being comfortable putting the ball on the floor and stuff. The one thing I do regret is not shooting. But at that time, I, I, the three point line felt like it was half court. Um, that, that's how bad. That's how I couldn't even I couldn't even shoot a three pointer back then. And that's one thing I, I regret not taking advantage of. Yeah, that's something that you've really worked on and added to your game. I've noticed that the last few years is when you were with Lakeland, you you, you rarely shot the ball unless it was up close. And now with Orlando, you've kind of worked on that, you know, 15, 18 footer uh, and, and, and bringing your range out. Is is that something that the I mean, obviously, at the NBA level that you need to have. But is that that's something that that you've really made sure that you worked on? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I work on it all the time. But I don't get I don't stress stress about it because I've been playing basketball since I was like 13. I've literally shot less than 23s in the game, so it's just something that's gonna have to come naturally, and that's why I'm working on it a lot now. And eventually, it's gonna just come naturally. No doubt, and 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 you've come a long way with this Orlando Magic franchise. Uh, you did spend 21 games playing for for Stan Heath uh, with the Lakeland Magic. Uh, what? What were your thoughts about playing for Stan? I know that you, you, you've you've played for Steve Clifford for longer, but uh, Stan Heath has been with Lakeland for three years now. What were your thoughts about playing for Stan? Oh, I love Stan, um, and everyone who goes down to Lakeland loves Stan as well. Uh, he's a great, really great, great guy. He lets you play your game, uh, and you know, I just, I just feel like he's a perfect fit for uh, for the the team. Um, you know, hopefully they can keep him because I don't think he's going to be there any, any any too long. I it's I I'm. I'm surprised that someone has not. I'm not sure whether or not anyone want me to be sharing this opinion, but I'm not. I'm surprised that no one has has grabbed him yet, Kem, because I agree with you. I think he's an unbelievable coach. And since Lakeland moved to Lakeland, since the Magic moved to Lakeland, no one has won more games in the G League than than Stan Heath. Uh, let let me let me follow up with this quickly because every single year Lakeland has a new set of two-way players. The Orlando Magic have a new set of two-way players, and guys are bouncing from that G League team to the NBA team just like you did. Is there is there any advice that you give to the two-way guys, guys like B.J. Johnson or uh, or, or or Law, Vic Law, or Josh Majette that, you know, that are down there? Is there any advice you give them? I mean, I, I didn't really talk to B.J. As, as much. He wasn't up a lot, but I talked to Vic Law Um no, I was out. Me and him uh, sat down together a lot, and I just told him to uh, just be patient. Um, 
and also uh, he's a he's a hard worker. He he was working out after shoot arounds and stuff, so I, I, he's going to be a really good player. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, w- I want to get your thoughts on his game a little bit because he kind of popped this year for Lakeland, and I know that the Magic organization they're a big fan of his. Yeah, do you, you think do you think he has a bright future? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, he understands. I, I love him. I love the kid. Like he understands the, the business. Uh, he's a great player. He's a humble kid. I'm, and I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the team. Yeah. And whatever next year in a few years or in the, in the NBA in general. Yeah, he's, he seems like seems like a real smart guy. We're gonna actually talk to him next week here on the podcast. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Ken, let me let me take you back to last year quickly. Um, being a Canadian basketball player, you got your first playoff action with the Orlando Magic. Five playoff games when this team made the postseason for the first time in. In, in six years, it was the longest playoff drought in franchise history. It felt like it was a big deal for the organization. It was a big deal for the fan base. But also, I, I imagine it was a big deal for you, not just because you were getting your first playoff experience, but because it was in Toronto and you're a Canadian player. Uh, that had to have been pretty special, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, all my family was there. Uh, it, gave me, it gave me a lot of extra motivation. Uh, just uh, you know, obviously when you go to your hometown, even though Toronto's not my hometown, it's my home country. Just gave me a lot of motivation, and uh, I want to win so bad. Unfortunately, we didn't, but it was a really good experience. Yeah, and you might, you guys might get those guys again, uh, again this year. We'll see how the uh, the final eight games and and the playoffs do uh, do play out here. Kim, I I really do appreciate the time. I know that you're busy uh, this time of year as you guys are getting ready for the resumption of the season. Um, uh, once again, uh, good luck as as we get restarted here, and and we'll talk to you down the road. All right, thanks, man. Thanks for having me.